Hello all, it's Julie, back again with another episode of You're in Charge, and trying to introduce myself this time a little bit, because I'm trying to get better about some of these particulars with the podcast, and welcome the new members, the, the new listeners. Hi, how are you? I'm Julie. I'm um, a life coach, and somebody is trying to figure out her own life as well. And I happen to see things differently than other people do. And that's why I'm hoping you're listening, because seeing things differently allows a different perspective and allows ahas and learnings and new growth and triggers and all kinds of stuff, information for you to be revealed about you in your life. And... What I've been noticing for me regarding, um, well, my life and then also this podcast in the last few weeks is um, almost a resistance to recording another episode. And it was like something wanted to come out, but not really. And I was kind of allowing it to not come out. So, so I've just been sitting and living my life and doing what I do, socializing here and there. Actually, I've been socializing more than, than I've socialized in a year uh, in the last couple of weeks. It's, and I don't really mean that literally, but almost. <laughs> um, I've been seeing lots of people, um, visiting old haunts both mentally and physically. And what's been coming up around those haunts has been really interesting because what I've noticed is I'm not the same person I was way back when. And yet I was encouraged, tempted, um, how do I put it? It, There was the opportunity, many opportunities actually, to return back to that old person that I once was. And a lot of real juicy baits, you know, here, go ahead, just dive into this. And, and don't you want to get caught up in all the mental ick of it all? And that's what it is. It's ick. It, there's just this desire to do something without actually doing anything. A ability to play with the mental space, solve problems that aren't solvable, have conversations that don't get you where you want to go. And yet this is what's presented to all of us on a daily basis. We're presented with it hundreds of times a day. And whether we engage with who we once were or who we are becoming or who we now are entirely is our choice. 
But sometimes it doesn't seem like it's a choice. So I don't have a real clear idea about where this episode is going. But what I sense is being in two worlds at the same time or having opposing thoughts at the same time or multiple choices pulling you in opposite directions, opposing directions, different polarities, however you want to phrase it. All of that is there at the same time. And what we tend to do as a species is reject anything that doesn't go with our belief or our expectation or our desire, like our hope, our, we want it to go this way. We've dreamed of it this way. It should go this way. They should behave this way. They should talk to me in this manner. And what I'm kicking around is that we don't need to reject anything. That the truth could be both right and wrong at the same time. It could be good and bad at the same time. It could be propelling you forward and dragging you backward at the same time. And that's a really confusing space to be in because how can you be moving in two directions or more at the same time? And the answer is because it's your thoughts that are doing that to you. It's your beliefs that are doing that to you. So let me expand on that a bit and try to clarify it because I know how confusing this is because I know how confusing it feels to me. And how can something be really right and really wrong at the same time? I don't know how to clarify this. I'm speaking into the air, trying to clarify it for myself, trying to understand. And I get little glimpses of understanding and then I hold on to it and then it's like, it's poof, gone, just as quick as it came in. What is passing me by is the old me. And that's the thing that I want to grab onto because I know it. I have evidence of it. I have experience with it, with who I am in that space as that person. What people expect of me, what the judgments will be, even if they're bad, negative, like making me feel less than or smaller. I understand what those components are. So while I want to allow that old person to go, 
and say, okay, see ya. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Bye. I still grab her back. Not anybody else, but me. Every time I engage certain thoughts that that old me would have, certain beliefs that the old me would engage with, not believing in myself, um, being hooked with that, that, that drama hook, that, that, Ooh, talk about so-and-so and bad mouth them because wouldn't that feel great? And it doesn't go anywhere and it doesn't make me into the person that I want to be. So the evidence says one thing. It says relationships don't work out. It says people betray. It says that person will always betray you. They'll always be a jerk. See, look at how they're treating you now. And that might be a truth, but we don't know. We're not absolutely certain. We can't be absolutely certain because at every moment, that person and yourself have an opportunity to choose differently, to be differently, to behave differently. So the evidence of it falling apart is what we hold up and say, see, this is the thing that tells you not to be that new person. This is the thing that says being that new person, making that new choice, having those new beliefs will always end badly for you. But there is also evidence of good things happening, of things working out. But the difference is that we're hardwired to go to the negative for the reason of keeping ourselves safe. And that was an evolutionary thing. But there's also the fear of the unknown. And we don't know what's in that darkness out there. And evolutionarily, if there was darkness, it was probably a cave. There was probably something big and dangerous lurking in there. But now we're in a very different era. And the dark doesn't necessarily mean danger, but that's what we attribute it to. So the fear of that unknown is also what inhibits us, keeps us, keeps interfering. And that was something that I noticed. I saw the word interference, but I saw it differently for the first time. I saw it as inner fear. And that holds true. When we have something that's interfering with us, there's a fear inside of us that's holding us back. And if we look at that fear and we allow it to have its voice, to have the full light shown on it, then we can dis dispel it and then we can transmute it, change it and see it for what it really is. 
But being stuck in those two worlds at the same time is where I think we all are. And I think that that's why I'm doing this podcast is because I'm trying to put a name to what other people might be experiencing, which is what I've already tried to articulate and I'm probably not doing it terribly well, but I'm going to continue on anyhow. It's that the difference, the the negative and the positive simultaneously. And what I saw differently today was that old haunt, those old haunts, the old relationships that have, some of them have changed, some of them have grown, some of them got stunted, and why they get stunted is for the same reasons that the other ones grew. It has to do with communication. It has to do with commitment. It has to do with both sides wanting the same thing. But it also has to do with one person reaching out at some point. And that's the risk. It's taking that risk. And then when they take the risk and say, hey, how are you? What's going on? Then the other person reaching back is also taking that risk and saying, okay, here we go. I don't know what I'm diving into, but I'm taking the risk anyway. And sometimes we find that it's like, oh, hallelujah, this person grew up too. And other times we find, no, they really, really didn't grow. And that can be really heartbreaking. And what about the people that don't communicate at all? They don't say a thing, just like a fart in the wind, like you meant nothing to them. Those people are dealing with their own inner fears, but we make it about ourselves. We make it seem like, oh my God, I was a horrible person. I'm worthless. This is, and you could just rattle off whatever thoughts you you have in your head because you've done it a thousand, if not a million times over. We have those inner conversations and we try to win those arguments and we, and then we, we make the people that aren't talking to us have a conversation that they might never have with us. And that's the old you fighting with the new you. And so what I saw differently was allowing anything to come out of a potential conversation because we do fight ourselves. We do, we do want that conversation. We want that closure or to continue the relationship or whatever, whatever the desire is but we want it to go perfectly, right? Ah, you know it. You've had it in your mind. No, no, they're not saying it this way. 
like, screw them. They're not saying it this way. Well, what if you just allowed the conversation to happen? However, if ever it's going to happen, that opens up a whole new set of circumstances, a whole new dialogue, a whole new inner dialogue and allowing for the worst case scenario as well as the best case scenario gives that person, whomever they are, however long it's been, the ability to be who they are now versus who they were. But again, it's that risk of who's going to say what to whom and when, if ever. How are you going to be? Well, one way to be is to start looking at that relationship, at your own relationship with the person as if they weren't, as if you weren't in the equation. Look at it from somebody else's standpoint. See how they would handle it. And then that gives you enough space to give it more objectivity, to be able to possibly have that space for it to go to shit or to finally close the door on it or to reopen it, but to realize that it's a totally different environment now, even though the players might be the characters might be the exact same characters, but so much has happened. So many experiences have transpired individually or collectively that now there's a whole new space. There's a whole new something there. And that's what we're dealing with environmentally as well as in our relationships. We've been through a pandemic in recent years. That shit has not filtered back out yet. That snow globe, if you will, got completely shook and has not settled out to its new environment, whatever that's going to be. There are certain aspects that have started to take hold, but they haven't even taken total hold. And what we're doing is we're fighting for the thing that we once knew, that comfort zone, that old us, that old them, that old, yeah, I know what, what's expected of me here. I know how to behave there. I know what to say, even if it feels like shit. We still want to choose that subconsciously most often, but we still choose it because we know what's expected and it's easier, but easier isn't better. There's my, my daughter wants to adopt kittens, a kitten, multiple kittens. I don't know. She wants them for a birthday present, which was last month. And 
so obviously you can't just get a kitten on on the day like it doesn't always work that way so i said to her i'm like the right one will, will show up and she's trying to jam that square peg into that round hole something fierce she wants those kittens so bad and i say multiple because as we've started to go through the process when you go to adopt one kitten sometimes they're linked with another kitten now and they say must be adopted together and she got fixated on one and i said well all right if we got one we might as well have two giddy up let's go so we start the process out and contacting the appropriate people and jumping through the appropriate hoops and sure enough those kittens were adopted by somebody else but i said to her as i've said in past podcasts my my dog ollie when we got him it was not easy to get him but the doors flung open it it was like okay we committed to getting him and he was less expensive than the other adoptions he was further out, it was a five hour drive, and we had to throw the entire family in the car. None of those are easy. And then we had to get up at five in the morning to beat traffic and to get there before, you know, that before anybody else could snatch up Ollie. Like it was a whole host of things. And they weren't easy, but they flowed. There was an organic movement to it that happened that told me intuitively that, yeah, this is the right dog for us. And, oh God, he has not been easy. <laughs> he has not been easy between his stubborn streak and holding out in negative degree weather, 11 degree weather, like, Oh my God, for hours and hours and hours. I've told you this before. I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. For those of you who are new, I'm not repeating myself. Hey, go back to a new pod, the past podcasts and you'll hear I've told this story before. But it all flowed. Doors opened up. Money showed up that I wasn't expecting so that we could get the get him adopted. And then the stubbornness kicked in. And then once I figured that out, he became a totally different dog and he was very amenable and lovable and, and he liked being here and we liked having him more, but it was like real learning curve. The first year that we had him, he didn't bark for the first four months that we had him. We didn't think he had a barker. And then one day he just started to bark and I was like, okay. So apparently he was afraid, afraid to have his voice. Well, he got comfortable enough and he had it and whoa, it was deep. Okay. You get to know things. So not easy, but worthwhile. Oh, and then now I'm like 10 grand deep into knee surgeries for him. Like, wow, (laughs) this has not been anything that I anticipated with this dog. Not easy, but worth it. Everybody in the family loves him. I mean, really loves him. He's a great dog. So as we're looking at the kittens, I'm trying to reflect to my 16 year old daughter. Yeah. You know what? When it's right, 
things flow. It's not easy necessarily, but things happen. You, you, you get that nudge. Okay. So this is the other component that I've been tripping into regularly in my thoughts about this podcast and, and all the other things that have been happening in the last few weeks. So what we're faced with are choice points and it's something different all the time. And people will term it lessons. The universe is trying to teach us something. And I've been looking at that and asking myself, is that true? Are there lessons? And I know I've said in in the past that there are not lessons. Apologies for all the buzzes, beeps, blinks, all that stuff. I'm picking up my daughter from work and I'm early. But what is it about the choice points? Like what, what are we looking at here? The lessons aren't lessons, but choices. And what I see it as is like a really, really, really long hallway with doorways on either side all the way down. And every doorway looks exactly the same or maybe not even. Maybe, maybe some of them look vastly different. Eh, do with it whatever you want. This is your vision too. Take it. And, but behind those doors, we don't know what's going to happen. And so we make choices. We open doors. We go into them. We want to shut those doors. We want to nail them shut sometimes. Other times we want to keep them, like take the door off the hinges and keep it open forever. But we can't. And so we have experiences with those doors, but what they are is just, like I said, choices. But what if all those doors are closed and they are, and you don't know what's behind them? We're looking with our senses. We're looking with our eyes, our ears, we're trying, you know, not looking with our ears, obviously, but we're, we're, we're listening, seeing, we want to touch something. We want to know that it's okay, which again, we now refer to our evidence. We've already touched that. So therefore we know it's going to be this. Well, we're in a world now where it's not the same. We're not the same. And yet all we have is the evidence of the past. So now what is being asked of you is to make choices. And we're mostly making choices from what we know, the evidence. But what I'm going to ask you to do is make choices with your eyes closed. Listen inside of yourself and feel sense. Is this the right choice for me? Is this the best thing for me to do? So I had been doing that in regards to these old haunts. I had an invite and this invite caught me by surprise. 
and in a good way. But I also knew that there was a lot of drama surrounding this invite because it was all about the old haunts. And it didn't take me a moment to answer yes. But where I was answering from was from the new me, the one that treasures my relationships, my connections. And I've always treasured my connections, but this one was coming from a space of, no, I'm not coming from this connection, which was the past connection. I'm coming from my connection, the one that I developed off of the old connection, but is now new because I risked it because I came back and had a conversation and they had a conversation back with me and we decided to step into a new version of us, of our relationships. And I really like that. I like how it, how it unfolded and it was incredibly heartwarming to be at this party and to see the look on the guest's face when I was there because they weren't anticipating me being there. But my time, my attention to being there meant something to them as much as it meant to me. And it was just a momentary glance, not even uh, a little more than a moment. And those are the things that we could interpret those little, we could dismiss that little expression that, that one heartwarming moment as, oh no, I was making that up based on evidence from the past. But if we dismiss it, the past that is, not the experience, but just the past, then it can be something else. It can come to a different space. And another thing that I was kicking around is what the past is. So if you think right now, think what you had for breakfast this morning, maybe it wasn't that long ago. Doesn't even matter if it was five minutes ago, if you're still in the midst of eating it, it's an experience. You have that experience. You know exactly what you had for breakfast and you can, maybe it'll take you a minute to think back. Like maybe you're like 12 hours away from the, from breakfast that you just had that you had 12 hours ago or whatever. And so you're trying to recall, wait, what did I have? And you go, oh yeah, 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 I got it. So now you've had breakfast, that's your experience. Now you recalling having breakfast is the memory. Now, if after that, after you've had that memory of breakfast, now you're having a thought about the memory, about the experience. And that's all it takes to be in the past. Now imagine, and I, sh I assure you, you do not need to imagine for very long. 
having those relationships, having those experiences. You've been having thoughts about the memories and thoughts about the memories, memories, and the memories, 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 memories. And we relive them and we bring them to the present and out into the future. But that's not real anymore. It's just what happened. I hope that makes sense to you. If it doesn't, chuck it in the fuck it bucket and move on. But if it does make sense to you, that's what we're living in. That's where we are, is caught between living in the past, trying to create from the present moment, and trying to have a future that we desire. And we get caught in all of those spaces. And the only way out is to truly be in the moment. What are you experiencing right here, right now? Is everything taken care of in this moment? Living, breathing, maybe a full belly, clothes on your back, roof over your head. You know, are you okay? I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast that, yeah, you are. You've got some sort of listening device in your hand, which I'm going to assume is a phone. Could be a computer. Pretty darn good way to be living in this moment. But we don't live in the moment. We live in the past and we live in the future. Most of us. That's where we want to be because we're trying so hard to prepare prepare ourselves, prepare our thoughts, think about everything, think about having this conversation with that person and then this is going to go this way and I'm going to have this type of food and I'm going to do this and control every possible outcome. And we can't. We have to allow ourselves to be able to change, to grow, to maneuver with the information that could be coming five seconds from now that we don't even have right in this moment. Whether the phone rings or the dog comes barreling in the house and knocks a vase off the, you know, and shatters it or whatever. Like, we don't know what's going to be happening. We cannot possibly control every outcome. But you can understand who you are, what you feel, what you sense. And that is the space that we need to be expanding on, our intuition. We're in a world that everything is uncertain now. It always kind of has been, but things were at least a bit more predictable. And they're not so predictable anymore. So we have to rely on a new set of skills. We have to build those skills deepen our knowledge, our skill set, our toolbox of who we are. And I will say that the one thing I know for sure is the best way to handle any situation with yourself, with your body, with the outer world, with, with the people in the outer world, 
with spirit, your, your, whatever your connection is, if it, if you are atheist or agnostic, I'm not quite sure what to, what to tell you because you are absolutely allowed to not have a belief in something larger. something great or something that we can't quantify or know. But I will say for those who do have that higher belief, be it in passed over relatives, angels, God, a God of any sort, a benevolent God, those ones, those people develop more resiliency. They have more stick to They have an easier time getting through the harder times. And that's not to say it's easy. It's downright gut-wrenching at times, living life experiencing birth and death and all the devastation in between those two and all the exhilaration and phenomenal experiences that also occur. Having that larger belief in the great beyond, in in the great spirit, in whatever you want to term it, it gives it more color, more vibrancy, more safety, more security, more comfort that you're not alone in the times when you just feel so alone. So I guess this is a discussion about doorways and being in multiple worlds all at the same time, multiple choices, multiplicity. Not really sure. And yet I'm more sure than I've ever been before. I'm more sure that I'm going to be okay that we're going to be okay, that it's going to be okay. I just don't know with whom it's going to be okay. What does family look like? Because we all have relatives that we don't really relate to, if you know what I mean. We all have the dirty laundry the stigmas that we don't necessarily want to air, the the people, and maybe you're one of them, maybe the people who have addictions, like real quantifiable addiction to alcohol or drugs, and they're destroying their life, seemingly. Because here's the thing, I don't think... We can build a glorious life 
without first destroying it in some way, shape, or form. I guess an egg would be the greatest example of that. There's... What's the saying? If if a, um, an egg breaks from the inside out, life begins. But if it breaks from the outside, life ends. But also, if you take that same egg and you crack it and you say life ends, well, yeah, that life ended. But something else can come of it. Whether you're cracking that into a cake mix or into an omelet or some other glorious something or other, it can create new life. It can create a new existence, just not the way that it started out. It wasn't, maybe it was going to be a chicken or a rooster, and then it broke from the outside, so that altered that option. Well, maybe you were going to be in a relationship, and something broke that. Maybe you were going to have that job, and that broke. Or the car, your dream car just got crashed. That broke. Well, now you get to have a new car. You get to have a new dream. You get to dream differently. Maybe better this time. Maybe there was something about that dream car that, oh, it wasn't actually the way that I really wanted it. So, dream bigger. Try to embrace the, the ickiness of this, whatever this feeling is, of this discomfort of being between thoughts, between worlds. I'll come up with a better, the gray maybe? I don't know, because the reason I'm saying the gray is the weather. The weather has been so... Ugh, it's July, and we haven't really had, I mean, we've had some humidity, and we've had some warm days, but it still cools off a lot. There's a lot of rain, there's a lot of fog, there's a lot of gray, cloudy days, not a lot of sunshine. And I think that that's where we are, is right now we're in the gray. It's not necessarily horrible, but it sure ain't sunshine. It sure ain't clear weather and blue skies. And maybe you hit it for a second. Maybe maybe it comes out for a few minutes or a few hours and then turns to gray again. I think that's kind of the epitome of what we're all going through right now is just the gray skies. And something good always comes out. And we also know that behind those gray skies are the blue skies. It's just that maybe the clouds are lower. We just can't see the blue at this moment. But it's there. It's behind the gray. So trust in that. Know that somewhere, some way, somehow, blue skies are going to show up. But for now... Embracing those gray skies and allowing the possibility of 
pain and discomfort and heartbreak, even. Allowing that to be a possibility might be able to free you into that space of blue skies sooner rather than later. Because once we do embrace that, the healing can truly begin and we can truly move on. So I thought my car had shut you off and it had not shut you off, but here I am back again, really just to say, I embrace the gray skies, the blue skies are coming and you're not alone. We're kind of all in this oarless, rudderless ship. So maybe that, maybe that can provide some comfort for you. I'm not sure, but we're all just trying to do the best that we can and with what we know and what we don't know is a lot. So I hope this helps a little bit. Feel free to reach out if you want to. And until next time, I'm leaving you in charge. Take care.